final play. Taylor over the top to Waller. Can't bring it in. Taron Johnson defends. And the Bills win. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Tyrod Taylor. Oh, he was oh so close to pulling off the upset against the Bills. One of the best teams in the NFL, I think we would all agree. There are a number of backup QBs who will likely be starting in Week 7. So for this week's power rankings, we are looking at the backup quarterbacks we are most confident in backing this weekend. And so, Joe, how about you kick things off? All right, we're going to start things off with number five in my list of domination. Number five, you know, our guy Jake Hassan is definitely part of the Bajancy, so I've got to start there with Tyson Bajant out of Shepard, an undrafted rookie quarterback, a Division II undrafted rookie quarterback going for the Bears this week. They come out and they say right away that Justin Fields is doubtful. That means he is 100% out. We don't know what's going to happen on the other side. But, like, with Bajant, yeah, there were some ugly turnovers, some really ugly turnovers in relief, but that guy didn't practice at all. How much prep was he doing for that matchup? He was completely thrown to the wolves, and he's getting a plus matchup going against a very bad Raiders defense, and he's got at least DJ Moore. Like, he might get him killed. I thought at one point he was going to get DJ Moore killed this past Sunday. He might. That might happen, but, uh, you know. I think the Bears will have some life. Home dog against a very poor Raiders team. Tyson Bajit moving the football. The, the crowd is going to be behind him. Believe me, they've been calling for his name for longer than now, for much of the season. A lot of them don't like Justin Fields, but uh, the Bajancy, uh, number five overall. Number four, don't know if he's starting. We shall see. I'm going to go with one, Casey Jarrett Bethard of Jacksonville. Mm. He does have what 27 starts under his belt and I know a lot of people will say well that was with Shanahan. Point taken, but at least he has some weapons. He has an offensive-minded head coach that could help him if he's forced into action. He has more touchdowns and interceptions in his career. We can't say the same for a lot of these QB2s that are going to be going today. So Bethard is number 4 overall. Number 3, we're going to go with Gardner Flint Minshew, a.k.a. Jockstrap King, that is truly on Pro Football Reference if you take a look. I am not making this up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Minshew. He doesn't have the best of weapons, but he does have Shane Steich in there. Pulled off a huge upset earlier this season. He can do enough to get by. Honestly, I do feel, though, that the more we see of Minshew, the worse it's going to get for the Indianapolis Colts. But he can surprise you from time to time. Uh, God, his numbers were just horrendous this past week. But, hey, we're working with only QB2s. We've got to power rank them. Minshew's number three overall. Number two overall, I don't know that he's starting. I'm just making the assumption because he should. His name is Axel Edward Brian Hoyer of the Las Vegas Raiders as a three-point. This is his full name. I'm letting you know. It's Axel Edward Brian Hoyer. Now I understand why he goes by Brian. <laughs> Do you want? Hey. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Didn't realize there was an Edward on the show. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was limited action. 
but he looked good against the strong <laughs> defense against the Patriots on Sunday. Uh, he had a the EPA play was popping, the A dot, but it was very limited action. But hey, a much easier matchup this week against the Bears defense, and you've got Devontae Adams. So I think Hoyer's in a pretty good spot. I'm putting him number two overall and number one, like as if he didn't. No, we're going with my guy, T-Mobile. T-Mobile is number one overall, Tyrod Taylor and uh, his performance. You know, some have made the case for a couple of years that the backup quarterback is better than the starting quarterback in New York uh, with the football giants. So, yeah, I'm going Tyrod. I What, 78% complete on Sunday? I know they have their red zone issues. Welcome to the NFL. Everybody's having their red zone issues. You know, it, you say Quan back, maybe Waller gets back at some point in his life. Um, and, and you got a, a good play caller in Dayball. So I, I think they'll fix those red zone issues. So I'm going Tyrod number one. So it's Taylor, Hoyer, Minshew, Bethard, and the Bajancy. Okay, yeah. what's with all the full names here? <laughs> those are their doing? names. <laughs> Those I want to let the people know about their full names, especially Jock if, King, if you, a, a Gardner Flint Minshew the second. I think if you go with Axel, Axel. as your first name, you're definitely a starter. Axel Hoyer, yeah. that, he would be starting over yeah. Jimmy G. Axel is that, giving that's a starting QB vibes. What about Edward? Yeah, Hoyer? What I, if he did that, get uh, out. Then I mean, then he's a Hall of Famer. Clearly, yeah. absolutely a Hall of Famer. We would he wouldn't be part of these rankings. Like we'd be in the GOAT conversation at that point. Come on, man. Four names. Was he born? Does it have four names on the birth certificate? Some people do. Well, first, second, first, third, first, <laughs> last name. Yeah. And then how are you supposed to put that into your phone because you only have first name and last name? Like, do you put two in each or when oh you have gosh. that middle name, what are you supposed to do there? Like, it's really complicated. My last name's so long, there's no way I could deal with four names. <laughs> Whenever do, you filled you out the SAT, name? Aaron, did you, like, Lynn. have to cut it off? Like, oh, Hawks sure. W or something? No, but somehow people butcher my last name all the time. And it's like, I always How? have to spell it out. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so annoying. Because not... people are morons. They are. It, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it's, it's not up. that complicated, but you got to spell it out for everyone, and or else you get some weird stuff coming back. That I'm like, whoa, how did you get that from Hawksworth? <laughs> no kidding. Well, I'm not going to give uh, full names for my power <laughs> rankings. I'm going to be a little bit more concise. But it's funny that Joe and I agree on number five, going with the Bajancy Tyson Bajan. Here's the thing. <laughs> It, it this is not a compliment to Bajan. It really isn't. It's an insult to everyone who didn't make this top five list because Bajan's got a super small sample size compared with everybody else. The problem is there are a couple of really, really bad quarterbacks who will be starting, and I'm not comfortable mm -hmm. putting them in this list ahead of him. So he's going to be number five, more as a placeholder than anything else. But he certainly has room for growth, certainly has an opportunity to skyrocket up these power rankings. So there's that. Number four, Brian Hoyer. Axel, I guess. I still think Aiden O'Connell <laughs> should start. So the Raiders can find out what they have in their rookies. So in that respect, Hoyer will be diminished a little bit just because I think rookies should be starting if you have backup quarterbacks there so you know exactly what you have. 
because sometimes in practice you don't know everything. But they want to go with Brian Hoyer, I suppose. Uh, you know, it could very well happen. But one of the reasons why he's kept a gig in football is with quicker passes. He's averaging 2.52 seconds time to throw, and they're not all short. He will throw beyond 10 air yards. And as long as he can keep the ball out of harm's way, which he's done a lot of throughout his career, he should be serviceable enough, at least for the Raiders to at least quasi remain in contention. Number three, Tyrod Taylor for the Giants offense to be successful. The quarterback needs to be mobile. That's why Daniel Jones got the contract that he did. Taylor does fit this description of athleticism. Chunk of his passes are off design rollouts. More than a fifth of his passes in the last few seasons were when he was on the run. And also since 2018, Taylor has four rushing touchdowns and 400 yards on the ground with plus 92 rushing yards over expected for next-gen stats. He is someone who can be a dynamic playmaker in small doses. Number two, I'm going with Gardner Minshew. By far, he's had more dropbacks than anyone else on the list. And I think that experience should matter a great deal, especially with a head coach he's worked with for a little bit. He was there during his last stop in Philadelphia. So that relationship is a good one. He does hold on to the ball too long, but he uses different parts of the field and different targets and different routes that he's targeting. And I think that diversity helps him a good bit. And he does have a wide receiver one in Michael Pittman. So I think the situation is such to at least Gardner Minshew can keep things interesting throughout the rest of the season for the Colts. And number one, he may not actually start, but this is really important when it comes to live betting opportunities. I'm going with C.J. Beathard of the Jaguars. He may be in the best situation with Doug Peterson as his head coach. I mean, look at this list here. Look at the head coaches who these other quarterbacks will be working for and with. I think Doug Peterson is at the top of the list, and I think that helps Beathard's power rankings here. One thing that we've seen from the Jaguars, those quick passes from Trevor Lawrence, and it's a great way to kind of alleviate the responsibility, the burden from a beleaguered offensive line. And I feel like that Beathard is smart enough to know to do the same thing. Joe, you mentioned this idea, well, Beathard was really good under Kyle Shanahan. Well, Doug Peterson not, isn't bad either. In fact, I think, uh, you know, he's quite solid, certainly the best among the head coaches represented here. So that certainly helps him. Beathard has the highest success rate among those with at least 40 dropbacks on this list. He has an impressive run uh, with the 49ers, as I mentioned. I think he has the highest ceiling among the backups. And so if in a live betting situation, Trevor Lawrence isn't finishing the game, I would not discount Jacksonville too much just because Beathard comes in there. So Beathard, Minshew, Tyrod Taylor, Brian Hoyer, and the Bajancy. Hmm. Interesting. I think I took a different mm -hmm. approach than both of you guys. Okay. <laughs> I don't, okay. I had a hard That's time right. backing. <laughs> yeah. I had a hard time backing any of these guys and four of them play each other. So that uh -huh. I, you know, I thought the exercise was this week. So if they're playing each other, I felt like you got to kind of cancel a couple out. So I only came Wait, up what do you mean? two. Paul Aspen over here canceled. Oh, what? <laughs> what yeah, I mean, or, how can I like PJ Walker and Minshew at the same time? You can't. So you got to pick one, right? Like I don't oh, like right, Minshew right. in this spot. I don't like the squad that he has. And PJ Walker already upset arguably the best team in football last week as the Browns handed the 49ers their first loss of the season. Mm -hmm. So with 
with the Browns defense alone, I don't think you have to expect a ton out of PJ Walker. I think he can do it again. <laughs> and like I said, like if they're if the Browns and Colts are playing each other, I felt kind of weird putting PJ Walker one and then Mitchu two. It's like that's just awkward, right? If it's this week, I'm not backing Minchu. I do love him as a backup quarterback overall, but in this situation, this week, can't do it. Tyrod Taylor. I love it. Uh, definitely with you guys on that one. I think he almost got the upset. I think if he can look at the film and clean some things up, you've got a division game at home against the commanders. These two teams know each other very well. I like to back Tyrod Taylor. Now, Daniel Jones, though, he's 5-1-1 one one against the commanders. That might be the only team he's actually good against. So you might want <laughs> Daniel Jones. But in this situation, I'll take Tyrod Taylor. In terms of, you know, the Raiders and the Bears, you've got backups that could be playing each other again. I'm not on the Bethard. I'm not backing him. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence on one leg hobbling around than Bethard personally. So I can only Probably. put my money behind two of these. I don't even think <laughs> Bethard's going to play. What do you guys think? I don't either. I, I, I don't I think don't so. But I still think it's important to remind ourselves what his ceiling can be in a live betting mm -hmm. situation. Because, look, it, like against this Saints defense, it's possible Lawrence can just fall apart. It, I really yeah. think that's a possibility here. This offense has not wowed me for the most part. Yeah, maybe like a couple of good performances, you know, in spurts. But still, though, like if Lawrence is having a bad game, why would you wheel him out there in the fourth quarter where the game really isn't in doubt anymore? But I think it's so important to be reminded of what Beathard can do in case there is, you know, a garbage touchdown, backdoor cover, those kinds of things. Would you be comfortable backing Beathard? Let's say he plays uh, at three or more, because that's what the number went to, because I think I would be like, you don't really it's know what you're getting. It's going to be more. It's, it's going to be more because right? the in-between number was yeah. three. Yeah, that was yeah, like right. kind of hedging either way. If it's more than three, I think I'm still back in the Jags there. Oh, it it's going to be more than three. It would be at mm -hmm. least four. And it, I wonder if all the reaction would even push it to five and a half, six. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I, I, not I think you're right. Most teams. Right. I think you're right, but that would be an insane overreaction. Well, we see like it all one the time. Of the, one of the bigger overreactions. We do. But, I mean, this that would feel like one of the bigger overreactions of the season, I think. But, you know, bigger I know than there's a lot of Trevor Lawrence love, but. P.J. Walker, I mean, nine and a half? Sure. That was big. Yeah, six. true. Six points. That was insane. Mm -hmm. It could. They're oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson wasn't even playing well. He had one good game. And that was it. Right. Like his entire resume in Cleveland, he's had Agreed. one game and then, oh my God, he's worth a touchdown. No, he, he isn't. And Walker, no, did, I mean, we don't even like him of the backups. Uh, notice that nobody put <laughs> Aaron a, does. a Titans quarterback on there. Right. Right. They would be in like, last. We know, wait, 